I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wicked Anime is presented by the Nerdy Show Podcast Network. Geeky programming for all nerds and otaku across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by A Comic Shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination and with the generous support of listeners like you. To learn how you can support this and other wicked awesome geek programming, visit nerdyshow.com. Hi everybody, welcome to Wicked Anime. This is Jonathan and Andrew. Hi. And we want to take a second before we get to the main episode, we want to talk about our dad. This episode was recorded before our dad passed away. And we wanted to make sure that everybody knew that the episodes were still going to be coming out. Uh, They will continue to come out uh, because our dad would not appreciate it or like it in the slightest if anything Wicked Anime stopped in regards to him. Yeah, um, our dad was uh, our number one supporter for Wicked Anime. We know you guys. I, I wrote this in the whole... If you guys were online, if you guys were on Facebook mostly... Uh, some people tweeted about it, but uh, if you guys were on Facebook, you saw that we had an entire day off of posting anything of Wicked Anime, uh, and it was just about our dad and the eulogy I wrote about him. Well, it talked about how our dad was so important to everything that Wicked yeah, Anime it is. Was, you know, because it said that we know you guys love our show, and we know you guys want to be the best fan of wicked anime and we really really truly love you guys and appreciate and especially all the support you guys have poured out over this thing that has happened to our family it's really really tough for us and you know but uh, our dad was always our number one fan our dad i I wrote it in the eulogy and i said this is true our dad 100 percent all the time just said what do you need what do you need to make this work yeah for anybody who knows what a supportive parent is like which i really hope that it's all of you uh our dad was a shining example of it he wasn't he never called himself a nerd or anything of that sort in the way because well back probably back when he was growing up it was a major insult it was but he, I guess they really didn't know how to prominently define the term either because they didn't have, you know, otaku or, you know, I mean, they had comic book nerds, but it wasn't like... Well, back you know, then when you, you had somebody a sp- nerd... Yeah, if was... you had a Spider-Man comic, you weren't like, oh my gosh, that guy collects comic books because now we have so many comic books. Right, and in the same way that, I mean, our dad introduced us to so much media that's important to us. Like, he introduced us us to things like the Mel Brooks films. He introduced us to Ghostbusters. Back to the Future. Well, his favorite movie of all time was Ghostbusters. Next to Ice Pirates. <laughs> and if you guys don't know what Ice Pirates is, then you should look it up. <laughs> or you shouldn't. It's really bad. But it was his favorite movie. Yeah. But he had no interest in anime. He had no interest in comic books. He had no interest in... Or It's not that he didn't have interest in it. He just didn't know how to go about it. 
And the only reason he really took an interest in it is because we did. You know, our dad helped us go to school. Our help, uh, our dad helped us, you know, apply and get loans and, you know, be able to train ourselves to the point that we're at now where we can be professional artists and professional media people. And he was never an artist himself. Yeah, um, no, he had no artistic talent. He could draw stick figures and his own face. Like, that was, the, the, that was it. Um, it was and, a circle. <laughs> yeah, and he didn't know anything about cartoons or animation, but he knew that we watched it and... He loved that we watched Teen Titans. Yeah, you know, he would t- very poorly sing the theme song. Yeah, and Teen <laughs> it Titans. Was embarrassing. Teen Titans was, you know, what got me into illustration and animation. For I mean, I knew I liked this stuff, but then I watched Teen Titans, and I was just like, oh my gosh, I yeah, which like, I mean, and then you know, then Dad would come by and go Teen Titans, yeah. you know, and, but then he would bring us to Barnes and Nobles so that we could buy the comic books. And oh yeah, that's right. He like this was before we could drive. It was we were still in middle school. Oh no no no. Uh, yeah, no, because we Teen, Teen Titans came out when we were in Two, seventh grade. 2003. But yeah, Dad was not in any way, but he was to no end supportive of everything we did uh, and everything we wanted to do for our future, for this show. He funded so much for Wicked Anime. He funded Anime Boston for when we we had no finances, like so, when we were yeah, back in high school. In high school and we were just, you know, living under his ro- roof. and. Kids. Uh, he paid for the hotel room. We had our own money that we could spend frivolously, but uh, but the hotel room for at least the first five years of Anime Boston was thanks to him. Yep. And he did it without even question. He never said, you know, well, what are you going to do this for? Or what is the purpose of going to this? He never asked any of those questions ever. He, he knew what our interests were and he respected our interests and he didn't just respect it. He loved our interests. Right. And which brought like in his own connections, which got you anybody who has a wicked anime t-shirt, hold on to those wicked anime t-shirts. You can thank him. They are very valuable right now because we don't know if we'll ever be able to get another run of them or not in the same way. Yeah. If we get, if we ever get any more t-shirts out for wicked anime, it probably will not be through the same guy. And the t-shirts that you have now are super high quality and the best quality you'll probably ever find without you know because we you know you wear them and you wash them and nothing happens to them and the and the print quality is amazing and i don't know if we'll ever be able to find another printer that will ever do that again yeah. that was thanks to our dad and then of course we had um you know our, i mean our dad loved disney that was one thing so he loved going to disney and he loved yeah being at disney so we would uh we would spend every other summer we would go to disney one summer, and then the following summer, we would go to Universal Studios. And I think that he always liked Universal Studios better, maybe, just because he of the, just because of the movies. Maybe. But they had Men in Black, you know. He, he would always take us to the movies as well. So, like, it would be, like, every Friday or Saturday, we'd go to the movies. And then if when we weren't at the movies, we'd be watching a movie with him. Yeah, we'd stop at the either Blockbuster or Hollywood video, and we would each rent a movie, and we would watch them both on Friday night. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. And he Oh no, or or one Friday night and one Saturday night. Yeah. Um on long weekends. Hollywood video. <laughs> That's our stint where he introduced us to, to movies like Polly Shore yeah. and uh Stripes. <laughs> Stripes was the first rated R movie we ever watched. Yeah. Or no no no, maybe not the first rated R movie, but the first rated R movie with boobs. Yeah, definitely the first That's movie. That's for saw sure. It. So we were young enough that we had never seen a naked lady before. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> Thanks, Dad. Yeah. Uh, 
uh, and I'm sure that doesn't help contribute to how much I love Dogen's, you know, <laughs> just saying. So our dad is a very important part of the Wicked Anime family. He is, in fact, you know, if we're technically if we're the fathers and the founders and the creators of Wicked Anime, he's definitely the uh, supporter, the producer, and the grandfather of Wicked Anime. Mm-hmm. That is for certain. And, you know, forever he shall be remembered and respected for what he did and we we just want you to know that our our dad to us is a superhero like i don't that it's it's very very true that i do in fact see my dad in my eyes as a truly living superhero he he had like a service man's heart all might yeah well all might in particular he... like it was specific like superhero in general but all Might is literally the encompassment of our dad. And he was the living embodiment of his catchphrase, everything's okay now because I am because here. Because I am here. And then, uh, you know, he was all literally, we've heard it throughout our entire life when our dad, our, our dad was a salesman. He was a plumbing and heating salesman and he would be on the road all day long, um, you know, normal hours, but he would, he would come home and be exhausted. But always was known by his company and any of the employers who didn't know his name uh they would call him the man who was always smiling he's like hey i, I was talking to the man who's smiling and then everybody would say oh that's john fleming true story so the fact that a superhero at this time like all might shows up who is always smiling and is you know the probably one of the best superheroes ever who is the embodiment of justice and peace and kindness like he's a kind kind man and you know like my dad reminds me of all might yep that is 100 percent true and so all might will probably be one of the best superheroes ever i would yep. think like from now i on. was i was saying that all along anyways but... yeah i mean we always knew that all might had something special about him but now it's even more clear and so the fact that we're watching my hero academia right now uh, while the season of anime is coming out, while we go through these trials in our life, yeah, uh, it's awesome. Our dad had lost his battle with cancer. He had rectal colon rectal cancer. rectal colon cancer, but it w- it became more than that. It was very aggressive. When, when they found it, it was already stage four, and it had been pretty much throughout the entire lower half of his body. It was in his lymph nodes. It was in his stomach. It was, it was in, in his yeah, liver. His, his bladder, his liver. And it was so, it was terrible. It was, was terrible. But even in the hospital room, he was still smiling <laughs> yeah he was still smiling in the hospital room and he uh and the nurses oh my gosh the nurses loved him <laughs> the nurses loved him people and, people who weren't even his doctors or nurses were coming in and talking to him while he was in the hospital yeah and throughout the whole thing he smiled you know uh i've, I've actually seen a couple people that i probably haven't seen within i don't know 20 years yeah even still and like i'm, I'm seeing them once again for the first time because they're Bring, uh, they're all coming back because of my dad and that's still what they're saying they're still saying oh, i remember him smiling. i remember him for smiling yeah so uh so here's you know the <laughs> here's the wicked anime episode that we recorded before dad passed away uh but this episode is dedicated to him and uh when our anime boston video comes out that's dedicated to him because good god thank you thank you anime boston for existing so that our dad could you know help us out there but uh here is the wicked anime episode uh that was recorded beforehand uh business it's it's all business as usual uh we'll continue to release episodes for you guys because you are our fans 
You are the best fans, and you guys have been very supportive throughout this whole thing. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Wicked Anime Podcast. This is episode 113. How are you doing? I am the stupid awesome analyst, Jonathan, and with me is the hard man with hard opinions, Andrew. Hi. And also we have King Baby Duck Evan of the Boston Bastard Brigade slash Wicked Anime. Konnichiwa. And, of course, we have the fangirl, Victoria. Hi. Hi. It's been a while. I know it has. <laughs> I just, I've been crazy busy. Easter drove me nuts at the bakery. And yeah, I wasn't able to do like my other job at all. And now I actually have some time off. Uh, last episode, somebody was asking us uh, if we celebrated our fifth anniversary by buying a cake from the nakery. And <laughs> so, so in response, in response, I sent them a picture of the, of the cupcakes that you made us. <laughs> <laughs> So, this episode, we are going to, uh... thing, isn't it? <laughs> maybe. It will forever be a thing. Uh, as we long are... as the fans keep it alive, too, which they are. Yeah. We haven't <laughs> have drawings. Um... <laughs> we're gonna be talking about... We're gonna, like, go back to a little bit of an old Wicked Anime route where we just talk about really random things. Uh, but this episode, we want to focus on the awesome animal mascots and animal thingies creatures that you find in anime some of the best ones that represent shows and what have you but first off we have to share a little bit about what what we've been uh looking at for the past couple weeks so i think that it would be appropriate to ring the news bell chan news yeah i don't think you have to say news anymore <laughs> oh, he's still gonna do it still gotta still gotta <laughs> well that is the news bell this is it. that's just news bell chan yeah so thank you, Newsbell John. You can go away now. There's a lot of really cool stuff that happened this week, and uh, I, I I got my news piece. I had already seen this news piece before, but then uh, Frostbeard, the porn master, Sean, he sent us a whole plethora of articles again, just like he did for the last episode, which they were all posted in the description. We'll post all these ones as well. Uh, but the one that I had saw and that we had mutually seen this company, they're called... Terracon, I believe, T-E-R-A-C-O-N, Terracon. They are a dating service. They do uh, speed dating and they yeah. do things like that. Well, they have successfully run things like single video game players. Uh, they, they have done things at conventions. Just recently, on May 20th, they had set up an event in the Akihabara district for... Um, single otaku single uh, anime fans looking to seek out a mate for marriage well they set up this event and all was going pretty well except uh who didn't show up women girls women that is correct women did not show up for this singles day <laughs> the way that uh terracon runs their events is that they usually do an event where they invite uh, five select males and five select females, and then they all spend time together and see if they can make a appropriate match. Well, apparently in the anime world where 
uh, as the text for their advertisement said, you could talk about this season of anime, you could talk about voice actors, music, what have you, just be an otaku here, you know, and find true love. It appears that we were only going to be looking forward to BL because there were no <laughs> females who showed up for this event. How sad is that? <laughs> well, I guess they have to be gay then. <laughs> I guess, I, I mean, like, that's... And then all the girls came. And yeah, the- right. Because <laughs> all the BL Yaoi fangirls then showed up. <laughs> Look at the size of their heads! <laughs> God. Yeah. You see, I think it would be more successful here in America than it would over in Japan. Oh, Something absolutely. Like a setup like that. Yeah, absolutely. well, I you see all the time that, you know, speed dating things at conventions all the time and everything like that. Rhode Island Comic Con has sci-fi speed dating. Yeah. Well, not when I was there. They totally did, because we tried to get you to go. I think I would have gone if they had it, right? I don't remember. I don't think so. They didn't no. have it this year at Anime Boston, though, because I was looking up information for it. Cool. <laughs> That's sad. Isn't it? I would want to go to a nerd speed dating event. I'd want to try it. I, Just I would totally me too. Try it. I'd do it as well. I would, I would go, even as, I think, if not- I could convince Christine... To let me go to one. I think she should go to one, too, and then see how many callbacks we get. Yes. Compare our numbers. I, actually, I think I remember hearing that. <laughs> the competition. Yeah. <laughs> Recently, on the NHK, they did a survey of the best 100 anime ever. And the results came in from an online poll that lasted from January 8th to March 31st. Now, I don't want to list all 100 choices. Maybe I'll just do the top 10, and I want to know your personal opinions on these top 10. Okay. okay. Ready? Yeah, yeah ready. Okay. Here we go. So, at number 10, there was Mr. Osumatsu, which I do understand the popularity of that one, but I wouldn't say it was one of like the top 10 absolutely best. I thought the first half of the series was flawed, but it got better with the second half. What is that show, even? It's about uh, six tuplets. Oh, oh, oh that, yeah. one, that, one. that one, that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I, yeah, haven't, yeah. I haven't started watching that at all, but I know what you're talking yeah. about. All right, so number nine is Love Live, the school idol movie. Okay, that makes sense. The movie, though? Okay. Yeah. Number eight is Cardcaptor Sakura. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. This is where it's going to kind of start making less and less sense. Okay. So prepare yourself. Number seven, Code Geass, Lelouch of the Rebellion. That, it's, see, I hate it, but that makes sense to me. Yeah, it is a very, very popular anime, but, but people are wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Victoria, do you, did, did you ever watch Code Geass? I did not. No? See, I liked it. It was good enough to be in my top 50, but not in the top 10 of the best ever. Or wait, was this the best ever or the most viewed? The best ever. It was the best ever on the NHK. Episode or two. I couldn't really... I exactly. Know. If it was good, you'd watch more than an episode or two. Especially with <laughs> me. Like, I'd watch the whole show in about a day. Yeah. So, I just couldn't get that into it. Yeah, I, I really wasn't find that into it either. But I'm also not really into... There's. It has to be a very select kind of mecha anime for me to like it. And it wasn't... <laughs> Certainly wasn't Clamp. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the oldest show on this list, by the way, is Space Battleship Yamato, which was from 1974. What? And where did that one fall? That fell uh, at number 29. Oh, that's pretty good for an old sauce anime. All right, so continuing on with the list, number six, Tiger and Bunny, The Beginning. <laughs> 
see, I've seen a little bit of this list, and I know that Tiger and Bunny is everywhere because apparently it's the best anime ever made. Uh, I only watched the first. Yeah, I've only watched the first couple episodes, and it's good. It's actually great, but I, I, I never finished it. All right. Watch it. It's on my list. So, number five and number four is Love Live, with season two at number five and season one at number four. Ah. So, Love Live is really... I See, I, I do like Love Live, but I don't... Yeah. Is, I it, think the, it's, I, is it the best anime ever? I don't no. know about that, but... It's definitely a really good show, but they really like their idols. I liked season two better than season one. I would have flipped those for me personally. Mm. I actually would agree with you on that one, because I did think that the character aspects got a whole lot better with season two than it did season one. Yep. All right, so number three, Puella Magi Madoka Magica. And I would actually agree with it being high on the list. Yeah, me too. It's certainly not surprising. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. That was the one that I kid you not. When James was hiding in the apartment for our proposal, my friend was like, you should watch this anime series. And he had me trapped in the room for like two days, glued to the screen, and I couldn't stop watching it. And apparently James was outside my door the whole time messing with me. And <laughs> I was just glued to it. <laughs> but it hurt so much. <laughs> Yet I still want a plushie of the creepy cat. <laughs> I have. Oh, I have. I've got Cube. Oh, you do. Oh, you know I have Cube. You've seen Cube. Yes, my friend cosplayed Cube and actually was giving contracts to people, like offering contracts to magical girls and anime busted. <laughs> it's ridiculous. All right, all right. So number two, Tiger and Bunny: The Rising. Okay. Is that a movie? So. Yep, that's a movie. And so, with that being number two, you could guess what number one is. Is it regular Tiger and Bunny? It is regular Tiger and Bunny. <laughs> See, I knew it fell on this list. That's such a boring list. Yeah. That is, well, that's... You know, the, the two... I will agree with two of these picks, which are Cardcaptor Sakura and Madoka Magica, because I truly believe that Cardcaptor Sakura is the greatest magical girl anime ever made. And I felt like Poella Magi Modoka Magica changed the game of what you could do with a magical girl anime. Right. Capture was my very, like one of my very first animes that I fell in love with. Mm. That wasn't like screaming. Cause like it was that and Inuyasha, <laughs> the two that I watched at the same time. So very, very different shows. Yeah. Inuyasha, by the way, was number 93 on this list. Oh, hey! oh Wow. Let me see what Maname. Okay, so Stardust Crusader is 96 on this list for, for Maname. Yeah, the 2014 version of it. It might be the only man Fist of the North Star didn't make it on the list? I'm looking right now. I'm going through every single one of them. You'll be happy to know that Shiro Bako made the list at number 52. I'm happy with that. Mm-hmm. Or, let's see. We don't consider Gurren Lagann as Maname. Uh, <laughs> Where did Gurren Lagann come in on the list anyways? Gurren Lagann came in at number 43, right before Melancholy Haruhi Suzumiya, which was number 42, and right after Lupin III and Castle Cagliostro at number 44. Well, see, now here's the question. Where is the actual best anime ever made, uh, Cowboy Bebop? Cowboy Bebop is 34. I guess that's And number 33 is Love Live Sunshine. (laughs) (laughs) That was the one I watched. I watched Love Live Sunshine. These millennials don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> Millennials, if, Jap- Japan's. Let's see if Sarah was here, she'd be excited to know that Haikyuu is number twenty-three. Uh, Sword Art Online is twenty. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that really is the only manime on there, Stardust Crusaders. Wow. What a shame. I know you don't I, I don't think you count Akira as manime. No, just a really good yeah, movie. Yeah, no, that's just a movie. Really good movie. Just a real good Kill movie. Kill a Kill is number 92. Eh, list is meh. <laughs> good job at failing at making a good anime list, Japan. Well, <laughs> they didn't. There are good animes on there, and I'm not saying that they're bad animes. It's just, there's, ours aren't on there. <laughs> yeah. Like, how's Joker Game on there at number 12? What? Are you serious? I'm serious. That show was awful. Awful. Let me see which other ones from 2016 made the list. Uh, Bungo Stray Dogs is 31. That's a good show. Uh, Mob Psycho 100 is 69. I that I thought that was great. Showa Genroku Rakuo Shinju is at number 80. They picked the wrong Studio Dean one from 2016 as the one of the top. Uh, why isn't Konosuba on this list? It's all honestly, like I, I would honestly take out Sword Art Online and replace it with Don Machi. Yeah, I, I feel like I feel like this is more of a popularity contest, well, that, not the best one. Yeah, it's every every kind of voting thing is always yeah, a popularity. That's contest what happens when you that. get get fan polls. Is like if the fan poll was from, you know, from January to March or whatever, then obviously you're gonna have the ones with the biggest fandoms coming to say what is and isn't great. But I still don't understand how Tiger Bunny is number one. I don't understand how, like, I tried watching it. I just couldn't get into it. I thought it was all right. I thought it was good. I'd finish it if I had time. Yeah, time. <laughs> What's that? All right, so who's got another story? I don't have stories. I just have wife who watch. You have a wife who watch? Yeah. Let's do it! Okay. <laughs> uh, so I have been marathoning something hardcore, and I was like, why don't we pick people from that? So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been okay. No, we've we've been we've made it through book one and two of Avatar: Last Airbender within like three days. Nice. Cool, and I still haven't seen it yet. Ah! Wakfu's better. I don't know. That's that's our that's up for argument. Fight right now. Do it. Yeah. I don't think I know Wakfu. It's okay. French. Then I can't fight. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's do our let's do ourselves a waifu watch for Avatar: Last Airbender. I would hardcore have my husband know be Zuko mainly, but like later on in the series, Zuko with the longer hair instead of the ponytail. Cause yeah. The head and ponytail is weird. That yeah. or psychotic Sokka, just because like throughout it he gets crazy at different points and he's just so entertaining. So if I want mm. the funny guy Sokka, if I want the hot dreamy guy, it's Zuko. <laughs> That's really weird though because Zuko is always at some point socially awkward though. So like Have he's you such an fiance? <laughs> <laughs> Hi, he doesn't go hi James here when he enters a room. <laughs> no, but that's like that episode is the best freaking episode. <laughs> like they almost titled it Zuko is cool. <laughs> he's just really uncomfortable of what to do and to be fair he's also not trying to murder everyone for a bit. <laughs> he's more comfortable in a murderous situation. That is true. <laughs> Same with James. I pick a girl though. Toph is so badass. You just can't not. Toph is mine. See, I've always loved Toph. Well, I was gonna say like, it's it's the toss up between Katara and Toph, but it has to be Toph. Yeah. As far as a waifu goes, mm. she is awesome. She's absolutely awesome. Although, I mean, I like 
I have always liked Katara on the level of how emotional of a character she was. Like from a from a standpoint of character development, I say that Katara has one of the best female character developments it, from that time, that era of animation. Mm-hmm. Um, if not any, like every single character in that show had the best character development, especially for that age group. That yep. was the beginning of that era of people saying like, oh, hey, let's like not treat kids like they're idiots and give them a good story. Yeah. And so we got Avatar The Last Airbender and it was the first instance where I was like, wow, Katara is such a well-developed character and so important to the storyline. I love her. Maybe I should uh, bring my DVD player into work and and I can watch your copies yeah you could do that (laughs) you could do that so good yeah i marathoned it for 10 hours yeah it's not hard to do because it's a great show but like she's she i just love her so much i cosplayed her and absolutely loved it it was so much fun and like her hair loopies are so fun to do but (laughs) (laughs) but like katara is definitely by far one of the better characters especially like you said like the development stuff and i don't know have you guys watched any of legend of Korra? yep I watched. Uh, I haven't watched any of it. I watched the first season. None of and, it. Um, I haven't watched any of it. It's in like the first freaking episode. So yeah, I have seen. I have seen her as her old self. Yeah, yeah. I, like, I like older Katara too, because she's she's still that like kind person and also a little bit of a badass and just she's. Cool. Uh, it's wouldn't be. I, I mean, at this point, it wouldn't be too much of a spoiler to say that she meets Toph too at one point. I am um, awesome. <laughs> Which the funny thing is, is if you don't know, Toph refers to Aang in the first series as Twinkle Toes. Um, which, when you meet Toph in the Legend of Korra, she calls Korra Twinkle Toes because she's still the Avatar. Right. So, like, it's the same entity just in a different body, which is really, it is like a really endearing moment where, because she's blind. And she just knows the footsteps of the Avatar, and she just recognizes the Avatar as Twinkle Toes, which is like, yeah, it was great. It's a beautiful, adorable moment. But (laughs) also, lesser-known waifus from uh, Avatar Last Airbender. I love lesser-known waifus. Like, that's such a great Um, aspect. I would say... (laughs) Cabbage Man! (laughs) My cabbages! Wait, Evan, what was that? I would say, uh, what's her name? She was a Soka's love interest after the whole war thing. Suki. Suki. Yeah, Suki is pretty cool. Yes. You. Yeah. She she shows up in like episode six, right? Yeah, she's pretty early on in the. Early, but they don't like push her as a love interest until after UA. <laughs> Victoria. Yeah, not, well, I still not haven't like gotten that far yet. So. Victoria, you're not you're not just like head over heels for the boulder. <laughs> <laughs> no, me, Boomy. Boomy. Yeah, Boomy's awesome. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. Um, Iroh, even, like, all the guys in the show are just fantastic. Iroh is... I would love to have Iroh as, like, a dad or a grandpa. He's just freaking awesome. The short episode based on Iroh and his son made me cry. I know. But my lesser-known waifu from that show would be the uh, the circus girl. I forget her name. Uh, Ty Lee. Ty Lee, Yeah. I, I loved her because she was so spunky and she was... There's a lot of fan art. Of, I, I, I Because I haven't seen the series, I would actually think in my own head, like I, I did, I didn't know that she was just a, a lesser known 
um, that she would have been a really important main character. <laughs> just based on the fan art? Cause, yeah, because there's fan art of her out the, oh my gosh, like just everywhere. It's all Ty Lee. That's like, if you look up Avatar fan art, it's all Ty Lee. <laughs> so I, I thought I thought she was a main character. Yeah. She's, nope. she's less, she's not like a hardcore side character, like, very well like off to the distance you never see her she yeah. comes be- she come- becomes more of like a main character in like the s- second book third book like, yeah further- but even even still though if they wrote her out it wouldn't have mattered yeah you wouldn't notice but yeah my, my favorite my favorite side characters though are definitely cabbage man and the guy on um on kiyoshi island who has a seizure every time ang shows up by far <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah was, yeah he's awesome seizure guy there was so much good stuff in that show it's so great and i still have yet to discover it i want uh... <laughs> you just yip yip <laughs> oh, he's so cute. save that for topagachi later cool i have so many of them for the topagachi it's ridiculous that was a good wife we watched yeah so my thing that i want to bring to the table is a story it's um it's kind of a new story it's kind of a strange new story but it's only a strange new story because it relates to wicked anime and wicked anime's distant past okay there is an anime adaption coming out of a centaur's life <laughs> and if you guys remember <laughs> all the way back on episode 30 of the wicked anime podcast when cap and tony from nerdy show were on the show we discussed a centaur's life uh, because Cap was reading it when he was getting back into manga. So Cap was saying that there's just a bunch of really quirky and adorable things about this anime while also being very, very strange. They go to a petting zoo or a farm for a field trip because it's about schoolgirls, but they're all monster girls. Mm-hmm. And it follows the centaur character and she sees... the backside of a cow and all the genital and sex organ workings and the characters were like you know do yours look like that and she's like i've i don't know i've never seen it because she's a horse so she can't see it she can't see all the way back there (laughs) this is my knowledge of what this show is or what this manga is it's it's like a slice of life growing up like with these schoolgirls that are discovering themselves and growing up and going through puberty and stuff and they don't know certain aspects of life and so there's like this really innocent scene where they're all showing each other their workings and like they take a cell phone picture of hers and show it to her because she's never seen it and this is what i know of it this is what cap explained to us back on episode Episode 30. episode 30 of the Wicked Anime Podcast. So I saw this news article pop up and I was like, no way, there's an anime coming out of this. <laughs> that reminds me of Cap. <laughs> yeah, so that is... So do you think it's going to be as good as Monster Musume? Know nothing about it. Yeah, that, like seriously, the only extent of what I told you is what Cap told us back, way back in 2013. Yeah. 2013 so now there's finally a show of it coming out now i'll be interested in seeing it the characters look well designed uh from the manga adaption and it seems like it would be a funny story based on what cap was talking about and that was japan's fetish of the week yeah i know Uh, i don't know it's weird (laughs) not quite (laughs) we do have japan's fetish of the week though it's time for japan's fetish of the week (laughs) evan you know about this one yes i do all right so some of the most 
beautiful, in the realm of religion, probably one of the most beautiful people on the planet have to be the Japanese Shrine Maidens, or the Miko. Well, the Mikos are now about ready to head to the beach because a designer has unleashed a Miko swimsuit. So here's my, my issue that I take up with the Miko swimsuit is that I've never fetishized, I don't, I don't know if that's a word, but I've never had a fetish for shrine maidens or their attire. So like the whole thing about making, they all look like Inuyasha. Yeah. 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 Out of curiosity, I'm like, oh, Kikio. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's just straight up Kikio. I've never, yeah, I've never understood the appeal of why people think the shrine maidens are sexy in the in the same way where I've never really understood w- why why people think nurses are sexy or and, nuns and nuns are sexy. Well, I don't know. I guess that's kind of sexy. I don't know. Uh, no, really? Not, no, yeah. not me. <laughs> <laughs> but that's why it's I'll, a fetish. Yeah. That, because people people will fetishize anything. I mean, it's cute though. Yeah, the swimsuit. Well, is cute. I would say that they are always they, they they sexualize it because of the purity aspect of being a Mika. Right, of course, and it's like the same thing with nuns. Same yeah. exact thing. But uh, swimsuit needs armbands. But okay. <laughs> the flotation device. <laughs> I haven't seen the swimsuit, but uh, but I I think you can always make a swimsuit cute. Like no matter what, the the swimsuit is is. Is, is cute. Yeah. It's just the way it is. The yes. swimsuit was God's gift to this earth. It's <laughs> the greatest thing ever. Because it's a... Arigato kami-sama. <laughs> they're, yeah. No, they're waterproof bra and panties, Victoria. Okay, okay. whatever you say. <laughs> they can get wet. I don't know. Are they... <laughs> Um, okay. I'm sorry. Not the same room. I'm sorry. Because, uh, like, <laughs> going through the computer screen right now. Like, really? Well, unless it's, like, a one-piece swimsuit, then it's not a Which I actually like better. Panties. I like better. Do you? Way more comfortable. Yeah. I don't know what it's it is. way more comfortable. I've always liked one-piece swimsuits better than bikinis. Don't get me wrong. A swimsuit's a swimsuit yes. for me. But, <laughs> but I find something very cute and endearing about a one-piece swimsuit. Mm, nothing like those dead or alive swimsuits yeah the thing girls <laughs> go through to make themselves comfortable in a bikini it's just dear god guys just like take off all their clothes and then put trunks on yeah <laughs> doesn't matter like it's really have, easy yeah it doesn't matter the size of their beer belly or no, if we're they're not, like a thousand years old we're not brazilian we're not brazilian so we don't like, do speedos yeah you could still have a guy in a beer belly walking around a banana hammock and not giving two shits too girls yep. are way more self-conscious <laughs> I have unfortunately have seen that up in New Hampshire, and it is the worst sight one could ever see. Cape Cod, I see it all. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. Well, but then there you also have those. Is is does the standard change for when a girl is pregnant? Because pregnant girls, I see like at the beach, they're always wearing two piece bikinis. Like, mm-hmm. just... Well, because they kind of have to. Yeah, they don't make. On top of that, at that point, you literally don't give two shits what people say. It's like, what? yes, I have a baby in me. Kiss my ass. Like, get out of my way. I don't care how I look. I look awesome. If, mm-hmm. if a girl could rock that kind of confidence all the time, the world would be so much better. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> it's hard to have that confidence. <laughs> do they make maternity one-piece swimsuits? I believe they do. Yes, they do. something I've looked into, but... I specifically remember when our aunt was pregnant with her third child, she had one really yep that's funny does it like have like an opening for her stomach nope it, it's just wider around the hips 
Uh. It's just like that's still pressure on your stomach. That, yeah. Like, a swimsuit would have, and that's gonna be uncomfortable. I mean, not that I know for sure. I've never been pregnant, but like, it's, I don't know. I feel like it'd be uncomfortable. That's why I like the two piece. It's like it's a long shirt and then the bottoms. I don't think there can be anything more uncomfortable than having a baby pushing up on all your organs. Fair. That's that's fair. So why would you want fabric pushing against it, making it even more uncomfortable? Did we tip into a different fetish of the week? Suddenly? <laughs> <laughs> it was talking about bathing suits. <laughs> but this is going like way far away from the shrine maiden bathing suit. <laughs> right. Which I'll say I approve. I like it. I think it should be the new fashionable thing that all women should wear. She is really cute. <laughs> maybe it's really maybe that's what the shrine maiden should wear instead of their regular shrine maiden garb. They can just wear their shrine maiden. That would certainly suit. make uh, a lot more people convert to Shinto. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's gross. And that was your best fetish of the week. Yeah. yeah! That's cool. Okay, we have one more story, though, that we want to cover before we go on to what we're watching, and it's the most important story of our lifetime, because it has to do with our topic today, and also, like, within the animal kingdom, but also very near and dear to Wicked Anime's heart in the love of waifus. Evan, (laughs) take it away. All right. So, at the Tobo Zoo in Japan... They're doing a promotion for the Japanese anime Kimono Friends. And one of the promotions is that they're having these cutout characters of the... Well, they're having the cutouts of the characters from Kimono Friends sharing the same space as their real-life animal beings. One of which is the character of Hululu, which is the penguin, and she is being featured in the Penguin Sanctuary. Oh, I've seen this. It's really cute. Yeah, this is the best yes. thing on the so, face of the planet. So one of the penguins, who was named Grape Coon, yeah. has <laughs> become smitten with the cutout. <laughs> All he does is he, he gets his food, then he walks up to the cutout and just stares at it. All the time. She'll some, he'll sometimes do a bit of like the mating thing with the wings. But he's trying to court Hululu, the cutout. He has a waifu. Yeah. <laughs> penguin. The penguin has a waifu. Okay, but here's yeah. the thing. The cutout I, is creepy, but otherwise it's really cute. <laughs> we, well, there's some really cute fan art of it. It's really cute. But like, it's... <laughs> I like, I saw one comic that somebody did of... Of him being like, you know, she's just a cutout, right, Grape Coon? Yeah, I posted I know. that one. And then it, they, yeah, this is like him freaking out. Or like, Hulu, get out of me! And like all the other penguins are like holding him back. Like, but no, here's I stand Jesus Christ, mate, it's just a piece of cardboard. Stop, the whole world is watching. I, I would say that this has gotten more to the point of smitten with Hulu because... Great Coon has actually needed to be closed off from the Hululu cutout because he's nope. getting to eat. No, nope. That turns out to be false. Really? The picture that you see of Grape Coon being the fence is because that's when they drain the water. So right. they're trying to make sure he doesn't fall. Right. But even but when they but when they put the water back in, the fence goes down and he could go back to Hululu. So he still eat but he still eats though, right? 
Yes, he's eating. Because There's, I actually saw video clips of Hululu eating. Oh, not Hululu. Grape Coon of eating. It would be amazing if Hululu started eating. But a Grape Coon, the first time they have to actually kind of not so, like, almost like force it in to eat. But then, the, like, the next few fishes, he's, like, eating on his own. <laughs> so, to be honest, Man. at first, I, w- I thought that the fact that people did fan art was kind of weird. And now I'm looking for the fan art, and they're fucking adorable. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm loving these pictures so much. I actually, <laughs> I actually haven't seen any of it. Go to Tumblr. I bet you Tumblr has some great fan art. No, uh, it's all on Senkaku Complex. I would really love to go to Japan just to see this. Yeah. Oh, speaking of which, the voice actress who plays Hululu did go to see yep. is this. this. Is that what this yep, is? Yep, that's what that Iku. is. Iku. Yeah, uh, how do you say? Chikuta Ikuko. Yeah, Hululu Seiyu who... just visited Grape Coon. That is... He'll never this, know. This oh, is... Okay, now I found it. This is <laughs> one of the best news stories from Japan, I think, I have ever heard. It might be our story of the year. It might be. This might be Wicked Anime's story of the year, because this is the best thing I've ever seen. Yep. And it's and it's certainly an advocate story for my wife who's not weird. Yeah, this would actually be added to our panel. Yep. Yeah, add it. Add it that it shows that it doesn't happen just with humans, but it happens with animals as well. Apparently. All right. Go, Grape Coon! So, uh... (laughs) Let's talk about what we're watching. I personally have not really watched anything new. Um, I will, however, update and say that I think that I was right in writing my article about um, Bastard Magical Instructor. Because it's still good. We're on episode five right now, and I'm caught up mm-hmm. with it. And I'm rather enjoying it still. Yeah, it's uh, like it got better after like the first couple episodes. Yeah, uh, I think that the the tournament, the field day sports thing that they're doing right now is fun. Really fun. And I'm actually thinking that new character that they're going to be adding to the show, that new blue haired girl. I think she's going to be pretty cute. Now, I haven't watched the newest, the newest episode of it, but it's good, but it's not great. Yeah, I just don't I don't love it. Now, here's something that I wanted to talk about with it, though. Uh, I was noticing that our char- our main character, Glenn Radars, how they pronounce his name, Gren, uh, which Gren. I Gren. I feel like whenever I hear it, I keep hearing Gren, like as in Gren Lagen. <laughs> so I was wondering, is have we been mistranslating this the entire time? Has Did Kamina named Simone's machine Glenn this entire time, and, like, it's just <laughs> way less cool. It's like, Kamina's just sitting there, oh, man, that's Glenn, you know? <laughs> that is Glenn Logan. When we're all Team Glenn. We're Team Die Glenn. Yeah. That- cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. 
So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. That makes the show a little bit more pathetic. You will never be able to unhear that now. No, I my, won't. Thanks a lot. My favorite show of the late 2000s before the turn of the decade was Glenn Loggin. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's it's Kenny Loggins' lesser-known brother. Well, he does ride into the danger zone many times. These are the Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Who's next? Who else is watching something? Uh, uh, okay, but while we were... I was hoping to transition a little bit to the Grape Coon story. I gave Kimono Friends a second chance. Did you? And I actually like it. Hmm. I mean, really? I'm not loving it, but I like it. I like, got... you, is it basically like I'm looking past the animation? Because the animation yes. is what really killed it for me. Yeah, I'm looking past the animation. The animation gets a little bit better at around episode three. And that was around when the story and writing was getting better, too. I, I like the characters. I do kind of understand why the show was super popular in Japan. And I do think... I, I think it's a good show to show kids. I think... I think a lot of kids would like these characters. It's very educational, especially when you have those moments where you're learning about the animals in between the commercial yeah, breaks. Yeah, see, that's what I was going to say. I was going to say that my favorite part of the show was when they take the the mid-episode break and you learn about actual animals. Hmm. Like from the, ja- from the Japan Zoo. I and- didn't even make it halfway to the episode. I never even saw that. The thing is, it's not this. It is not the same zoologist that shows up. There's actually one that's from America that comes on. There's one from France that comes on. It's like different zoos from around the world, mostly from Japan, but they have some guest ones from different parts of the universe, parts of the world. Huh. I know. I almost said universe. <laughs> I know. I heard that. that I heard universe. And there's. <laughs> there's so some... please blorps. Oh, yeah. I still logged on to Tumblr because I was trying to login i hadn't noticed things that were posted on the wicked anime tumblr page and you have killed me from a post from like a month ago kids playing with chalk um, literally a bunch of kids playing with chalk remember with a good time playing with chalk as kids and it's got one of them as the elric brothers playing with chalk <laughs> oh, yeah. guard right now i've been staring at my computer like mouth open like oh my god so bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember that one. Tumblr for a stupid game. <laughs> All right, sorry, but but you know what, Kimono Friends, I I think it's a good show. It's a million times better than having to sit down and watch something stupid like Jake and the Neverland Pirates. Jake yeah. isn't that bad. It's pretty dumb. It's not that. Bad. No, no, <laughs> no, no. Listen, one of my biggest peeves. Are children's shows where they talk down to the audience. Yeah. And Jake in the Neverland Pirates is the worst of them. No, no, no. Dora the Explorer will always be the worst of it. Dora the Explorer was the one that started it. But Jake in the Neverland Pirates just brought it to a... You know what it is, too? Is that they pussify Captain Hook in the show, too. (laughs) Um, That's awesome. That's why it's terrible. new Princess Elena? So no, Elena's oh, no. actually like a decent princess. She's actually smart and great, and it's a good. It's actually a good kid show. She legitimately though, like 
isn't just the normal princess is just like, oh, okay, yeah, you can all do what you want. She literally is not a pushover, is smart. And, like, there's an episode where there's this guy, there's this monster that, like, he's connected to the mountain, and if he's upset, the volcano erupts. And they're all, like, freaking out. Oh, no, he's he's mad. You've got to kick him out. He's going to blow up the town. He's mad because these little shits were stealing stuff from him. And she's like, did anyone go ask him why he's mad? <laughs> and they're like, well... I feel like we've had this conversation yeah, before. I remember this. There are yeah, some decent this. kid shows out there. Yeah. They're getting better. They're still. I'll I'll say but... Star vs. the Forces of Evil is currently the best one that for kid shows. Weird. I like Star. I yeah. Like, not that I watch kid shows all the time or anything. <laughs> Definitely not. We do. <laughs> I really like Paw Patrol. Peppa Pig's really funny. Okay. Um, <laughs> Bubble Guppies Bubble is amazing. Bubble Guppies is the best. <laughs> yeah. So for my what what we're watching. <laughs> I started because when at work I can't really access the internet. We don't have any uh, wireless internet connection, so I can't go on Crunchyroll and watch stuff. I have a bunch of anime saved to my computer. Uh, one of which, which I do have the DVD set for, um, but I haven't watched it in forever. Or and I actually I actually haven't watched it all the way through yet. So now I'm making my way all the way through to finish it. Is Hyper Police? Mm. Does anybody remember Hyperpolice? Yeah, it's cool. Vaguely, the name sounds very familiar. So Hyperpolice is, I think, late '80s, early '90s, as far as anime goes, and it's one of the few or one of the first anime that had very prominent animal characters. So, like, the main character is a cat girl. The her partner is a nine-tailed fox girl, and then there's a dog man, a wolf man. Uh, and then like a whole bunch of other beast creatures because they live in like this post-apocalyptic Tokyo and humans and beast creatures are separated into their own societies. And it's weird, but it's, but it's, that's kind of like, I un- kind of remember this. Yeah. It's kind of like an underlying fact or an underlying storyline to the overarching storyline, which is just about these beast creatures who are bounty hunters and they go on bounty hunting missions uh, within this beast world to make money. And it's literally them just trying to make money and surviving in this really crappy environment. It's good. Like the first episode was really great. And it's in, as far as a classic anime goes and how solid that animation is and the great facial expressions that came along with it and the nice hand-drawn animation. Uh, The story is only okay, and the characters are only okay. But overall, I like it, and I'm wondering if the story's going to change a little bit or if it's going to upgrade because it's a 26-episode series, but I'm on episode 13 now, so I'm wondering if episode 14 to 26 are going to be like upgraded animation or if there was any break at all. I, I just don't rem- I just don't know how it works. So I'm kind of excited to see how the series goes uh, to the last half of the series. Um, like I said, I've been marathoning Avatar: Last Airbender. I also that's not anime. Rare. Give me a second. <laughs> I also started the first episode of My Hero Academia. Oh, nice. I haven't had time Good. to continue it, and I like. The first episode seemed a little eh to me, and but my rule with anime is I usually give it at least three to four episodes before I make my decision, because I know the first episode's usually like a little rough, and then it gets yeah, better. pretty much. So, that, yeah, so I'm gonna give it time. I just haven't had time to actually like. Wait until uh, he meets All Might, the greatest superhero on the face of the planet. Didn't he? I think I saw that part. Yeah, he meets like all he meets All Might episode. in the first episode, just, but you don't you don't really get to the feel of all might 
Uh, getting to talk to Chris Sabat in person about him playing All Might is just yeah. amazing. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a shot. I just need some time to actually do it. Um, I'm trying not because I wanted to bring this up about My Hero Academia, but there's a part of me that bother me at all if you want to talk about it. All right, like, there's a part of me that feels like they that. Should. De- that they don't. There's a part of me that feels like Deku has always had a quirk that was just recently revealed at the end of the cavalry battle episode. Mm. Did you notice how when he cried, he literally planted himself in the ground? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, and that's the thing that I think is kind of nice because, uh, Victoria, have you noticed like how much... I, I, I don't remember if it happens a lot in the first episode, but he cries all the time. Yeah. And, and we... we... <laughs> See, okay, I didn't like that either. (laughs) Okay, good. So, Victoria, you're on the same page as us. Okay. Um, Because we actually had a Wicked Anime episode uh, about us discussing how much he cries, and a lot of fans actually, like... they That's his superpower! They, they, like, yeah, they sent us a lot of hate for talking about how much he cries and how much we don't like him crying. In the second season, they make fun of it about how much he cries. Like, it's actually a comedy aspect about him crying. Yeah, All Might's, like... Kid, you gotta stop crying. Yeah, uh, and uh, uh, I think it's another thing that you have to, or that you're gonna, lo- you have to look forward to, is him meeting all the other superhero students in the in the academy because they are. It, this show has some of the best side characters, probably ever since. Well, okay, I haven't seen One Piece, and I, I think, and, and I know you have, and I know One Piece has a, has a really great cast of side characters. Yeah, but uh, I'm gonna say this. Naruto as well has a bunch of endearing side characters and basically shonen anime. I should just say this: yeah. shonen anime is always made up of a bunch of really great, amazing side characters that you want to learn more about. And My Hero Acti- Academia is no, no different. Yeah, no deviation from that. Like it, all the it's, side characters. It's almost are awesome. for me. I feel like My Hero Academia has created its like own Marvel universe in just one show. Kinda, yeah. I could, cause I could totally see all these characters getting their own side story or side film or side TV series or side video game. Like you could literally expand the universe of My Hero Academia and make hundreds of different shows just based on one of these specific characters. I'll check it out. Yeah, I think you'll like it. I think you'll like it a lot. And like, yeah. I'm gonna get. I'm definitely gonna give it a chance because I want to. And- and not only that, uh, but shout out to Allison and Jessica when we saw them at Anime Boston. That's like their favorite thing ever. Yeah. So at least yeah. Watch it. Yeah. <laughs> them. Uh, we we enjoyed watching them absolutely freak out over everything. Yeah, My Hero Academia at Anime Boston. Hi, girls. Hi. So let's talk about uh, what we wanted to get to today, which we've already talked quite a bit about animals on this episode for yeah. for some reason. <laughs> How, so let's let's continue. Talked about penguins. <laughs> <laughs> the best penguin in the world. Oh my uh, gosh! Let's talk about more animals and and yeah. what they are to anime. Because for whatever reason, if you have a harem or if you have some sort of action show, a shonen. Uh, yeah, a shonen. There's always some kind of. Animal, like animal in, companion. Yeah, like you have in Glen Logan, you have Buta, the little pig. <laughs> no, f- no, that's a that's not a pig. He that's isn't that like a boar or a goat, well, goat yeah, or a it's, groundhog sort of thing. No, he's a pig. 
he, well, he's his name is Buta, and, which and is it, Japanese for pig. And and he goes bui, which is oink. Yep. So he's yeah, they're uh, pig steaks. Uh, that's or I forget what they call them, but yeah, they're they're supposed to be like pigs. <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna go out and start. Uh, I have so many, so just let me know. <laughs> well, my I'm gonna just say my favorite, my favorite animal companion has always been Ryoki from Tenchi Muyo, because Ryoki is so cute that I can hardly stand it. Uh, when we were at Anime Boston, there was a guy from Anime Asylum who sold uh, anime cells, animation cells. And I, I, I discussed this before, I bought one. But when I was thumbing through the animation cells, I was looking at all the Tenchi Muyo cells. And I almost bought a couple of those as well. Um, but one of the animation cells that they had, that he had, which was probably like $500, was the scene when Ryooki first breaks out of her shell, out of the egg. And... I don't know how many people remember that specific scene when she's hatching from the egg, but it's so cute because she's so floppy and like clumsy that it's just, you can't help but think it's just the best thing on the face of the planet. And then she turns into a spaceship. Yeah. And then she turns into a spaceship. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, she's like this little bunny cat thing. Mm. Uh, and yeah, when she's breaking out of the shell, it's like the cell was like her big floppy foot, like sticking up and her, her ears flopped onto the ground. So she's like still halfway in the shell. It's great guys. I love Ryoki. Ryoki's so cute. You guys better be Google searching her right now. Like I had mentioned in the other ones, I, I noticed, uh, well, cats are, are really prominent and like you have the cat from Trigun who's not really any prominent part of the show. He just kind of shows up and goes, and then he goes away. It's an Easter egg. Yeah. Cats are super prominent everywhere in Fooly Cooly. Uh, yeah. Cats are like one of the biggest themes about it. And then you have the little cat, Takun, who's, I, I would say, is the um, the main cat that we have, the main cat creature or animal creature that we have in in Fooly Cooly. But then my favorite cat of all time would be Sakamoto from Nichi Joe, because he's just the greatest. <laughs> That's true. There was actually going to be a time, Andrew. Remember when you and I had the plans to do uh, uh, anthropomorphized versions of uh, Sakamoto of and Sakamoto crow? and the Crow from mm -hmm. Nichi Joe? That those would be those actually would still be awesome cosplays. I think we should pull that off sometime. For me, you know, a couple of the ones that really come to mind. And Thankfully, I've got some help looking around here. First and foremost... That's true. You look around your room. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, let's talk about probably my favorite character from Sergeant Frog, which is Tamama, who is <laughs> just batshit crazy, hilarious. And I love that whole split personality that Tamama has between being cute and psychotic. <laughs> So that's one animal that I can think of that is probably one of my favorite. I would say that Tamama is definitely one of like one of the funniest anime characters, in my honest opinion, like ever created. Yeah, because um, it's so well written, and especially when you listen to the English dub, who you know Brina Palanta did an amazing job as Tamama. Agreed. The jokes that that Tamama had, the one-liners, were some of the very 
funniest. Like when he's eating like the big giant cake, he's like, oh, this is great. I'm getting type 2 diabetes and I don't care. <laughs> that sort of thing. Yeah, um, I, I agree. I actually always found that Sergeant Frog was uh, w- was better in English than it was in Japanese. Absolutely. Um, so with Tamama, definitely him. Um, I got to go thinking about, would you count Kiro Barrels from Cardcaptor Sakura as one? Yes, absolutely. He, absolutely. I, I, I would have thought that that, yeah, I figured that that was probably going to be one that Victoria was going to bring up. I I had a feeling everyone was gonna so I was, that was on the. Well, for me, uh, Carol, Bar- for me, Carol Barros is very important because Carol Barros was the very first anime plushie that I ever owned. I technically I won him in a kids WB contest, but like, I love the look of Carol Barros. I love the attitude, whether it's the Japanese version, where it's the same voice actress as Sailor Mercury in the original Sailor Moon. Or when you watch the English dub of Card Captors, and it's the guy who voiced the tall, lanky Ed and Ed, Ed and Eddie. Mm-hmm. Oh, Matt Hill? Yeah, Matt Hill did the voice of Kiro Barros. Huh. I don't think I ever put that together. <laughs> like, what? He doesn't do a whole lot of voice acting. He's not in a lot of stuff. I think the only other thing that I know him from is Super Duper Sumos, and nobody watched that show. Mm-hmm. I miss Ed and Eddie. Sorry, yeah, I know, me too. <laughs> Well, he's more of a comedian than a voice actor. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I don't want to steal too much of uh, Victoria's Thunder, but I do want to... It's not your fault. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Um, when it comes to... And I can see this for both Fairy Tale and for Rave Master, no! but the character of Plue. <laughs> this is the one I was really excited about. <laughs> wow, you stole a Thunder. You actually <laughs> did it. Yeah! I won a prize. Right now, it's like... Because I fucking love Blue. <laughs> like you said, it's okay. I was I I was assuming that she was gonna talk about Happy, so I went. I'll talk about Blue. I, the I char- absolutely loved Rave Masters for so long. I was so <laughs> upset when it was gone, and then the fact that Blue showed up in Fairy Tale, I freaked out. Okay, you can keep going. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, as real big fish refer to him as the carrot-nosed dog. I know, he's either a dog or a snowman. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's adorable. <laughs> he's the most useless character in anime ever, but he is so cute. He's so, he's adorable. He's like a little sidekick just to have around every once in a while. Like, he's so cute. I love the episode where Lucy's going through all the keys to fight this, like, giant monster. And <laughs> Pulls out Plue and Plue defeats the giant crocodile character by dancing. He outdances the crocodile. It's fantastic. I love Plue so much. Like, literally, I've had the page open about Plue since before we started recording. <laughs> Have you? I'm sure you've seen some of the OVAs, right? Have you seen the one where Plue is the principal of the school in fairy tale <laughs> and the crossover of Ray Love the crossover because it just shows that they are all the same person like the first time i saw gray i was like oh shit it's musica like what's yeah. going on <laughs> i think that was that was the big joke of there but i love the episode where they're all in school and plu's giving this epic speech and he's like going ree, ree, and he's dancing and there's not to like crying like say this is the greatest speech ever <laughs> He knows what to say. I think I'll finish there so 
Victoria can pick up the pieces of what I left. All right, let's see. So I'm gonna think. I'm thinking like more older at the moment because one of my favorites is definitely. She's either gone. She either goes by Kilala or Kirara from uh, Inuyasha, the cat that like transforms into the fighting cat with um, Sango. She's pretty mm-hmm. freaking awesome. She's a fire cat, which is really cool. It is a lot of cats, though. <laughs> and, like, I've always loved her because she's always got that... She's got, like, a little attitude for a cat, but at the same time, she's, like, the sweetest little thing. Love her. And then Happy, of course, now that Blue is gone. Um, <laughs> 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 but, like, there's there's three different cats. Well, actually, there's, like, a whole freaking world of cats, but there's three of them specifically on Fairy Tale that so different. Like, so, so different, and they're just all so awesome. And I'm suddenly drawing a blank because of my blue freak out on <laughs> other than, like, Carla. Carla, that's Charlotte, depending on what you're reading. And then um, Happy, and I can't remember. Oh, my God, what's his name? While you do that, I just want to make a quick little, hey, this is pretty cool. I made the con- I commented to the voice actress of of um, Hululu about the whole stand thing because she posted pictures of her at the zoo and I said that you should record some dialogue that triggers when Grape Coon walks by the Hululu standee and she liked it. <laughs> the entire time, like every single one of the, anyone who was um, a, a dragon oh my god, what the heck is it called? My brain is just freaking out of a blue and I can't <laughs> <laughs> Evan, you, do you know anything about fairy tale? Like up to about episode 105. Uh, what, what, are, what are the dragon? The people who fight dragons? I can't think of the dragon name. Dragon Slayer. Thank you. That's why I was like, why? It's like on the tip of my tongue. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't do How it. How easy is that? Who are the people who fight dragons? Dragon Slayers? <laughs> I, I, I knew it was like dragon something, but I was drawing a blank. Okay. So all the drag slayers end up with a cat. It's just a thing. And then Gaijil's pissed off that he doesn't have one. So he's, like, all really mad that he doesn't have an exceed, is what they're called. And he, they go to the world with all the, like, all the cats are there. It's, like, a different dimension. And he finds one, and he's like, that's my cat. That is totally going to be my cat. Because he can transform <laughs> into, like, this big fighting thing. And, like, it's killing me. Panther Lily! Panther Lily! So Panther Lily can transform from, like, this little cute chibi cat with a tiny sword on his back to this, like, badass buff panther thing with a sword. And he's, like, he's very zen, but at the same time, he's a ridiculous fighter. And him and Gaijil mostly punch each other in the face, but they're a great team. Um, so, yeah, Fairy Tail has so many of the lovely little animal creatures that are addicting, and you can't help but love them. Uh, then, I don't really know if in One Piece, if Chopper would count... Um, sure, we'll say Chopper counts. Yeah. Because, like, he's a main character. He's not, like, a sidekick. But he's, he is a reindeer. So it's like, uh, I don't know. But he's nowhere. <laughs> the, one, the one show I'm not, I refuse to talk about animals in, other than all the cats that they collect, is Full Metal Alchemist. <laughs> I wonder why. Mm, my roommates like to throw. Oh, let's play. I'm gonna hang up on this Skype chat, Evan. <laughs> Don't. Mm. But yeah, so like I, I won't. I'm just. Al collects lots of cats. They're adorable, and they usually end up in the metal suit of armor. That's all I'm saying. But uh, like I said, lots. So Chopper is obviously like one of the best people. I absolutely love mm. that all the time. Whenever he's 
if he's shy or if he's like embarrassed, he'll be like, "Oh, shut up! Stop it! You're an idiot!" He's just—he he loves it. So he's like, he's kind of like, "Keep, keep going, keep going." But at the same time, he's just like, "You're an, a jerk! Just go away! Like, I don't like you." He's embarrassed. He's adorable. And he's actually a really good doctor, which is weird because he's a reindeer. Um, costume <laughs> anime. Lucy collected puppies that one time in Elfin Lead. <laughs> and uh, like I had that... a ton, and my brain is just still freaking out of her plume. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of all the things I watch. Like you, you went over Card Captor, which is like he's one of the best. Hero is absolutely the best. Um, I'm literally going through all the plushie that I have. <gasps> I remember. Okay, so. <laughs> If anyone has ever seen Triple X Holic, they're yeah. little bunnies called Mokinas. Oh, the Mokinas, of course, yeah. are the best. And there's yeah, that's, uh, one Mokina, yeah. two, and then you stop because there's only two. <laughs> <laughs> you count them, one Mokina and two Mokina, and then you stop because there's only two. <laughs> <laughs> I, have, I have both of them, actually, in plush form. But my black Mokina is a lot smaller than my white Mokina, and the white Mokina gets dirty a lot for some reason. But... <laughs> Oh my god, Mokuna is the best little shit. Especially, like, the black one's an alcoholic. Hardcore. Because the white one is in Tsubasa, and the black one is in Holic. And he will drink with uh, Yuko all the time. How appropriate. Right? <laughs> but he, <laughs> an alcoholic. He is an, a hardcore alcoholic. But, um... In Holic. Ha ha ha. Oh, it's talking about him the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> and then Mokuna... The white Mokina is just adorable and trying to be helpful and, like, teleports them everywhere. And he's, he's weird, but he's crazy. He has to keep up with the others, so makes sense. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any other animals, because I had, like, a list. I think I, think I w- covered most of what I was thinking of. I was quite fond of Chuck from Panny and Stocking with Garter Belt. <laughs> oh, you mean, um, Gur? Yeah, right? Basically, basically Gur. <laughs> Gur from like Invader Zimger? Yeah, if you you've never seen Panty and Stocking, have you? I've I've only seen my friend cosplay them. Yeah, okay. So there's uh there's a dog character that follows Panty and Stocking around. He's a green dog that has a zipper on the front of his body. And but like he's like a real dog. With his it's called Chuck, and all he can say is Chuck. It sounds like Sounds just like <laughs> But yeah, it's yeah. it looks exactly like Gur, except like a really weird, deranged version of him. Which is weird to say that anything Jonan Vasquez does, somebody made a weird, deranged version of it. You know? <laughs> well, I mean, well, you know, Joan Vasquez loved the homage in Penny Stocky. He openly spoke about praising them for doing that. And the creators have said that Invader Zim played a huge influence on Penny and Stocking. Uh, I believe it. Yeah, it's great. There's another oh. animal, but I can't remember what he did. So I'm looking it up while you guys talk. I know one. The uh, turtle from uh, from Love Hina. That was always... Oh, yeah, that's Tama. weird. Tama. That's Tama. Tama. Yeah. yeah. He would like mew. Yeah. No, no. Like, what mew, like mew a... was moi. Moi, moi. Did yeah. watch Dean Angel? No. Guys. No. <laughs> no, never, never did. <laughs> I don't know why I said it all snarky like that. You see, I keep getting. <laughs> it's a Vic Mignogna, okay. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> you see, I'm getting, I'm getting Dean Angel and DNA Hunters mixed up. DNA Hunters sounds like a porno. It is a porno. 
Oh, it is? Yeah. <laughs> what do you know? It is a porno. <laughs> so when she sent the an angel, I was like, the porn? Oh, the other one. Oh. <laughs> I'm trying to remember what he does, because there's a, a super cute little guy, and I just can't remember what he is. He's this little white bunny. But I can't remember what he does. I feel like he's their wings. Like, he turns into wings for them in the show, but... Ah! I, I, haven't and then I haven't watched it in so long. I used to, I loved Dan Angel. It was fantastic. I, it's still one of my favorites, and I have the whole the whole DVD set. I might just end up watching it today now that I'm thinking about it. But like, I can't remember his name or what he does. I have pictures all over my Facebook right now, or like all over Google, just trying to find his with. Okay, his name is with. I remember that. Like, they found that. Okay. I remember thinking, like, why is his name just with? But whatever. Uh, okay, I one final animal for me, and that's going to be Chimonsuke from Konosuba. The uh, black cat who's always playing with Liz's boobs in the background. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I thought, yeah, for I, I couldn't remember his name because uh, Megumine always comes up with really complicated names for everything. Yep. Like, that's her thing. But it sounds cool. Yeah. <laughs> But Chimonsuke, he's an adorable cat with wings. Yeah, he is a great character that does absolutely nothing at all. Absolutely uh, nothing at all, except for playing with Wiz's boobs. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, no, what an adorable cat creature. Yeah. Uh, that should go onto my list of other cats that I had mentioned. <laughs> On the other side of the spectrum with dogs, how could we have gone this entire time without mentioning Ayn from Cowboy Bebop? I would assume that it's just because everybody knows... Right. From Cowboy Bebop. And you know what? Let's, like... let's congratulate ourselves for not mentioning any Pokemon either. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I don't, they don't really count, do they? I'm just going to bite that one. <laughs> yeah, no, I, this is, is more of like a little mascot thing. Whereas, I mean, I guess Pikachu's kind of like a mascot, but you, otherwise we'd be naming all 800,000 Pokemon. <laughs> okay. He's like, remember I... that one? Oh, God, no. <laughs> it's ice cream. <laughs> The candle. Okay, so in in Dean Angel, there's this the character. It goes by With or Wiz technically. Um, he's Dark's like familiar. So through the throughout the entire show, he can either transform into one of the two boys, like he can fully transform into them to kind of be like, oh yeah, no, he's totally here. What you talking about? But he can't talk, so it's kind of like a mew coming out of his mouth. And he can also turn into Dark's black wings to help him like escape places, and. He's fucking adorable. <laughs> oh, okay. So in the manga, he can talk. In the anime, he can't. But, like, he's, he's so freaking cute. And he can also sense whenever they need him and when they're calling to him, no matter how far away they are. And he's literally this little white bunny with a strawberry addiction. And he's super cute and gets them into trouble all the time because he'll, like, hide. He'll hide in um, the bag and just run away all the time. He hides in Dyson's <laughs> bag and causes trouble. And he's, he was one of my favorites when I was younger. It's just, I haven't watched that series in years, but I absolutely loved it. I think that's all of the ones that I can think of. I have a feeling people are going to comment and be like, oh, what about this one? And I'm going to be like, ah, no. Well, I good. That's what yes, we, we, we hope want they that. do that. that. We absolutely should. Please help and... remember animals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, guys. Uh, maybe that's a good good spot to go into fan service. Yep. Yes. Okay. Because uh, we got a couple things from you guys. So, uh, but remember, if you want to join in the conversation, you can. 
because we have emails. All right. And but just first, in, case, in case anybody even asks, I didn't mention Kokori-san from Google Kokori-san because he's technically still a human ghost of sorts. And he can transform between back and forth between the human and animal character. There you go. Just in case. Get out of here with that shiz. Okay. So, on to our fan service. We got a couple things from you guys. Um, Frostbeard the Poor Master Sean, along with uh, what we already talked about today, uh, sent us a whole slew of stories from uh, Rocket News, which we always frequently go to Rocket News because they have some of the funniest written articles and best stories. Well, it's no longer uh, going to yeah. be called Rocket News, by the way. It's something That's new. right. Yeah they, did, news. yeah, they did change their name. Uh, and Sean wanted us to know, along with a bunch of news stories that he sent us, that we're not going to be able to go through all of them at the moment. We're going to have to wrap it up this episode. But he did, however, contribute to his favorite moments of our five years of Wicked Anime. Mm-hmm. He said, my favorite moments from the last five years of Wicked Anime would be the snack video when he was visiting us in Boston, which <laughs> was awesome. And yeah. we do need to do that again when you when we visit again. Yeah. Uh, we still need to edit the, the one that we did at AAC, by the way. Yes, I, I know. I Well, I still have a whole nother one that just Andrew and I did as well. Yeah. We have so many snack videos that I can't believe we haven't tried all the snacks yet. <laughs> and then he also says, at the end of episode 69, <laughs> ha ha, where... <laughs> <laughs> he did not. He did. Did he? He, he really did. Oh, jeez. Uh, where uh, we got together and read the Besom fanfic. Uh-huh. Which, remember, he was on that episode? He was on that episode. Or, well, no. Not, not that no. episode, but like that. But right before that, we were... Because I remember Glitch was on episode 69 because he made the ha-ha joke originally. <laughs> wait, uh, wait, 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 a Besom fanfic? Yeah. Yeah, remember? I, I sent it to you guys. It, it was a long time ago. Like the Besom game that we played? Yeah. There's a fanfic? Yeah, Sean wrote it. Yeah, Sean wrote a fanfic. Oh, God. No, I've never seen that. <laughs> yes, you have. No, I haven't. <laughs> anyway, uh, on the, at the end of that episode, what we did was we... Uh, I think it was because we were, we were doing a Monster Hunter weekend that day. Basically, what we took was an audio session of Gerardo, I want to say Temsu, and Sean, and us, and we all went through and read through uh, the open just open forum the the fanfic that he wrote and we did a just did a live reading of it like they do on friday night fan fiction oh god it was fun i honestly would really like to do another game especially now that Bezum was the first D game i think i ever did yeah your first tabletop role play yeah and now i'm hardcore addicted i'm on like uh, six or seven different games at the moment i would love to do that i think it'd be mm. really really fun and then uh we also got a nice little video over it, we haven't watched it yet. Uh, I started watching it, but I haven't had a chance to finish it. But it's a video on YouTube by The Dan Cave. This was sent over to us by Wicked Fan Mike of that he thought we would be interested in, which is seven Hollywood anime adaptions that almost happened. So with a bunch of different anime adaptions, especially after Ghost in the Shell, we still have plans for, you know, Naruto and Akira and... How about that half billion dollar Cowboy Bebop script that Keanu Reeves wrote? Well, and then there's well, he also... didn't write it, but he had a hand in helping to bring it to life. Really, yeah. I thought he wrote it. Well, there's also Battle Angel Alita that's going to waste. 
mm-hmm. I feel. Because first, uh, first James Cameron had it and he was doing nothing with it. And now Robert Rodriguez is doing a film for it. And I really don't know how I feel about that. You see, if it's more like... Um... Like El Mariachi, like that sort of Robert Rodriguez, and not Shark Boy and Lava Girl Robert Rodriguez, I'll be okay. See, I guess so, but I don't feel like he has the directing don't style. Boy and Lava Girl. <laughs> say that with a straight face. <laughs> I actually so, didn't hate it. Like, it was weird as fuck, but I didn't hate it. Um, it was just the but Taylor think about Lautner. what he did for, like, Planet Terror. I didn't see Planet Terror. You never saw Planet Terror? You never saw the movie of the girl with the machine gun leg? No, I know what you're talking about, but no, I did not see it. Alright. Because I've got the double feature Grindhouse. You guys oh, gotta come over and watch it sometime. <laughs> so and it's got all the fake trailers and everything. So that was what, uh, we'll, we'll probably get back to that once we watch the video, but uh, I have it in my queue right now so that I can go ahead and do that. Uh, and then finally, we had a... Facebook message from Keto, and what Keto wrote to us was, uh, hey, here's a fun game. I'm taking a trip this month and need some suggestions for your favorite Oda non-comic slash doujin. Consider this your fan service homework for next week's episode. I swear I'm not being a creep. Uh, and he says, wicked, wicked fans can feel free to join in on this as well. Now, here's the thing. Uh, yes, I like doujins, uh, and yes, I like looking at artists and stuff like that but Oda Nan is not really my thing yeah same however I do know that uh I do know what can be recommended to you if you're looking for that kind of thing because the English distributing uh, English distributing company Faku released an entire uh, vi- uh volume set of every single one of Odinon's color, uh, colored stories. So from beginning to end, you can get a whole bunch of mature mom type lady in color if you uh, want. Uh, uh, and I believe, I believe the book is called non virgin. And so, so you can go to Faku's website and order just everything, uh, Odinon from them in that one collection. So that's what all I know. That's, that is my extent of Odinon. I, I do not, <laughs> I do not know much else. Because it's just not my thing, unfortunately. Well, keep it, and listeners, keep in mind, that's as close as he's going to say to be dropping the F-bomb on a show. <laughs> well, that's the name of their company. <laughs> so thank you, Keto. Uh, have a good uh, have a good time on your trip. And maybe you can be reading some Odinon comics in, in, their, in Faku's full volume collection of all-colored mom-milf mature characters <laughs> in color. Well, lastly, we have a short one. Uh, it was a tweet from uh, Wicked Fan Eric who said, Yo, Wicked Anime, congrats on five years. My favorite part is having to stop what I'm doing to take notes on your recommendations. Oh, nice. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, we're glad that we can recommend things to anybody at all. And and everybody's just like, no, that's crap. That That is why we have to keep doing all of our what we're watching and everything because people really like to listen to us. Talk yeah. about that. It's a good thing I like watching anime, even if it's bad, because otherwise you have nowhere to find new anime. You have to go look for it yourself. And then you don't get to hear me say funny, funny jokes <laughs> about bad ones. Your listeners cool. will be the judge of that. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's very true. Cool. 
So thank you guys, and if you would like to join in on the conversation that we had today, maybe you'd like to talk about more penguins and animal sidekicks. Maybe we missed some animal sidekicks. Oh, we definitely did. Oh, we definitely did. I So I googled animal anime sidekicks, and for some reason Rufus the Naked Little Rat came up from... <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> You guys can email us at wickedanimereviews at gmail.com. That's wickedanimereviews, all one word, at gmail.com. You can also find us at facebook.com at slash wickedanime, where you can throw us some comments just like Keto did. Find us over there. We post a bunch of news stories and updates and whatever we have going on for the week. If you guys also want to find us on nerdyshow.com slash wickedanime, if you're not already listening to the podcast there, which you can also listen to on iTunes and SoundCloud, you can find our videos over there as well, but you can also find the videos over at youtube.com slash wickedanimereviews, which is actually probably the better place to see our videos because you can subscribe to us and just... Kind of look out and see whenever we post something. We do have a bunch of Anime Boston stuff in the in process, and there's a lot of people saying, hey, I'm looking really, really looking forward to your Anime Boston stuff. I like watching those. So that's pretty cool. Uh, and then, of course, you can find us on the rest of the social medias. You can find us at uh, wickedanime.tumblr.com. You can find us at wickedanaplay at twitch.tv. And you can find tweet at us at Yo Wicked Anime, which is where we read Eric's tweet. Uh, pretty much anywhere. I think that's everything. Yeah. Evan, what do you got? All right. So for the recent news reviews, podcast episodes, and videos featuring members of the Boston Bastard Brigade, you can find us at www.b3crew.com. If you have any questions, comments, or if you're in a band and want to be featured on our No Borders, No Race podcast... You can write to us at thebastards at bostonbastardbrigade.com. You can follow me on Twitter at kingbabyduckesh, on the J-pop anime and video games amino pages at kingbabyduckesh, on Tumblr at b3crew.tumblr.com, and on Twitch at twitch.tv slash inc. You can like us on Facebook.com slash Boston Bass Brigade and Facebook.com slash Land of Esh. And don't forget about all the other sites under the Land of Esh, including the Electric Sisterhood, Phil's Recap and Review, Smashed Rook, and Nerd Crave. Excellent. Hey, Victoria, where else can people find you when uh, when you're not on Wicked Anime? Yeah. Oh, hey, right. I do a D&D game. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I'm on a D&D podcast called The Legends of Aramis along with Andrew. Um, yep. And that is, I'm not, do you know Jeff's page? Hang Geeks on. New England? Yeah. Yeah, geeksnewengland.org. And if you just type in Geeks New England, you'll find it. It's a, it's a blog site that comes up and we do, uh, we do D&D podcasting and it's really fun. 20. We did. We just recorded episode 20. It actually, by the time this episode's released, episode 20 should be out. Maybe. 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 <laughs> no promises, but yeah. that's what Jeff said. Hopefully. So yeah, go check it out. I'm getting better at D&D. <laughs> it's not as good <laughs> as the game, promise. <laughs> Last episode, episode 20, was really fun. We had a, we had a blast. Yeah, it was a lot, and, of, and it, it was a lot of fun. And the story is gonna uh, is about to go off the hook. Now that I'm Word. thinking about it, I feel like in Besom, I just ended up accidentally hitting our teammates more than the bad guys. Yeah, you did. So I don't do that anymore. I'm better. I'm a lot better. Than I have <laughs> dice addiction. It's really bad. But they th- yeah, you have a lot of dice. Fair. You have a lot I of have dice. To use you guys as dice, and it's bad luck to use other people's dice. 
<laughs> so that's that's probably why my uh, my green and purple and gold set don't work as well anymore. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of the Wicked Anime Podcast. If you join us next time, that would be amazing. Please do that because that would be great. <laughs> and we will see you in the next episode. Wait, do I want to say that? Because they won't see us. They'll hear us. They'll listen to us. That's fine. Listen to us next time on the Wicked Anime Podcast. Now yeah. it is time to sign off the only way we know how. K-Bot! <laughs>I'm going to go to Tumblr right now and let's play the Tumblr game for Hulu and Grapecoon. Oh god. Here we go. I'm scared. <laughs> All right, I'm going to play I'm going to play along with you. Okay. See if I can log in. Oh my gosh, there's a picture of like buff Grapecoon and a smitten Hulu. Hulu is really cute to begin with as a character. Yeah. Like her her yeah. design is very appealing. Oh, does that count? It's I'm not, not actually really any. a porn picture, but it's like her her nipples are poking through. So does that count as the yeah, or as losing the Tumblr game? Oh no, it is. It totally is because because uh, Grape Coon is is groping her. That <laughs> counts. Okay, so here we go. One, two, three, four, five. I got five points in the Hulu and Grape Coon Tumblr game. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Wicked Anime Podcast, presented by Nerdy Show. If you like what you heard, please rate and review on iTunes, or like and follow us on SoundCloud. As listener-supported entertainment, we rely on you to keep this and other shows on the Nerdy Show Network alive by telling a friend or funding the network via Patreon. Any size contribution gets you exclusive outtakes, episodes, and images from across the network. And there's even more perks available. Just head to patreon.com backslash nerdy show. To find out how you or your company can underwrite this and other nerdy show programming, visit nerdyshow.com backslash sponsorships. You can subscribe to the Wicked Anime Podcast via iTunes and SoundCloud. Leave a comment, like, and share, and follow Nerdy Show and Wicked Anime on all your favorite social networks. For more podcasts, articles, community forums, and other awesomeness, visit nerdyshow.com. If it's geeky, we've got it covered. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.